0: <laughs> it's a fine day People open windows They leave their houses Just for a short while short It's going to be a fine
1: Yeah, I really love that song. All right, folks, we're back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with Will. How are you doing, my friend?
0: I am good. I'm busy tallying votes for the NCAA and and we'll we'll go from there.
1: And just to let everybody know, I got Will worked up before we started recording. So he got all his political banter out, so we should be safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's see. talk about the <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the basketball team here. Uh, I, I guess it, the outcome to me was a bit expected at duke I'm not sure if anybody was really surprised with the, with how that ended up I mean they started out okay and they were in the game and then you know they just forgot how to play for some whatever reason but I think the real and we can nitpick these games and I just don't think that's very fun to me and this is kind of what You know, you've been saying all year, and and what a lot of people have been saying this roster just doesn't have what it needs. Even if they're healthy, they don't have the players or the pieces to sustain any sort of successful season when your senior leadership is so inconsistent. And I think that's, you know, you watched the up up and downs of Markell, and that just explains this team. Not saying he has to carry them, but the way he, interacts and his body language really dictates how this team performs. And as soon as it gets down or as soon as it's bad, I mean, it's the rest of the guys start pressing and it's just something is not right. And yeah, I just don't think they have the pieces. Even if they were healthy, I I don't think we would be where we want to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just think we're the definition of streaky bubble team at this point. And, you know, it's, When he's down and the other guys are pressing, if they're pressing and hitting shots, it's fine, right? But if it's going to be a night where, uh, you know, Devin is going to drive to the basket, but he's going to miss the layups, I mean, it's you can just pretty much mark it down at that point. But um, I'm more concerned about the team seeming to just completely fall apart when they see a zone um yeah you know i i will say this they they were getting the shots that you'd be okay with they were getting the open jump shots and the three-pointers it's just like none of them went in and when that happened with syracuse right we were we were like 44 percent from three and that's why that game was you know just out of control primarily until the very end um it, it's just frustrating because you could see like that first half. It's like if Kay was dumb enough to not switch to the zone, that game was going a completely different direction. Um, it yeah. may it might have tightened up once we got tired at the end of the game, but um, you know, we
1: yeah, it's it, this team doesn't have the shooters. I think yeah. that's a, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Right? Like you go into a zone, you can't stretch a zone with without guys that can hit. Shots consistently, and that's we're far from able to do that, you know, especially with Braxton and Andre Hurt. You just don't have that guy that's even a threat out there. I mean, Markel's jumper looks terrible, CJ Bryce is just uh, who knows, and, and Devin Daniels is, isn't consistent enough to, to stretch his own like that. And that's just what it is, man. I just don't think they have it. And when The shots aren't falling. The body language follows, and they really—I think it's maybe a confidence issue—but they get down on themselves. And it's to me, it's pretty apparent that you know when they're feeling good. And there was a couple, couple possessions, couple stretches in that game where, like, like yeah, that looks good, man. They're passing the ball, and you know it was. It looked like they were in some sort of rhythm, and then as soon as that gets disrupted, they don't have that guy that's able to pull them through it. Like, settle down, make a clutch shot. I mean, not consistently, and I think that's... It is what it is, but I think that's
0: where we are right now, and that's kind of what I've expected from this team. Yeah. I mean, you can't give up that many fast-break dunks to Duke. Um, You know, it's... It's frustrating Yeah, at that point. They were just kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, they, but they kind of checked out. It, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you just don't want to see it check out like that. I guess like it, right. if, you, it doesn't give you confidence knowing that you have to win the next two games. And if this team doesn't understand that they need to win the next two games to get into the tournament, um, then they were, you know, kind of screwed from the get go. But I, I guess the thing is like what you're saying, right. Is, if Braxton Beverly's not hitting three-pointers, I mean, really, Jericho Helms is the best shooter. Yeah. And now we're talking, like, fractionally different at that point. But, you know, I mean, and- Andre... Um, boy, I said it right. Um, you know, he's sitting there taking, like, jumpers after games because he can't even, like... He can't even jump right now. I mean, yeah. it's hard to just... It, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, it, if, if we can get perform. I mean, you need Devin Daniels is I think what it really comes down to. If you can get the points out of Devin right. that can pull things through. And then these guys have got to figure out a way to disrupt the zone to not just settle for the three. I mean, they know how to get the open three, I guess, but they need the guy at the point to just really heat up. Um, I mean, cause if they hit five or six shots there against Duke's zone, I mean, that game might be over cause then they might go back to man. And then your dribble drive. Yeah. So.
1: You know the the Duke game especially, and and I think this Duke team is is similar to what State is. They don't have a bunch of shooters, and the reason they were able to sustain that second half is, you know, they made plays defensively that led to easy breakout dunks and that led to easy buckets. And State wasn't able to do that, so. It's about what I expected. You don't, you know, you don't sweep Duke very often, but um, you know this team. It's kind of what I've resigned to. This team just doesn't have the pieces that it needs. And, yeah, it, the, you know, funny enough, well, not really funny. I was at a funeral, <laughs> oh. turn the pit game. Not funny, um, but I didn't get to watch the game. But as I was driving home, I was listening to like the last, I don't know, five minutes or so, and so I didn't miss what. And I went back through Twitter and I, you know, just flipped through it and it was the classic state roller coaster. I see everybody complaining, you know, the team wasn't doing well. Someone says, why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? And then, like, somehow they ended up winning that game. I don't even know how. But the last five minutes, like, oh, yeah, it sounds like they're playing all right. And I went back I
0: was like, oh, maybe not.
1: You know, I missed the whole 35
0: minutes of that game. Uh, I was basically out running errands between uh, this woodworking store and Home Depot. And I went from like, okay, the game's close to they like separated by eight or 10 points. And I was like, I can't believe it. I can't with this team. And I actually wrote, I I posted that on Twitter. And then I was like, still driving. I put it on the the radio just to check. And, you know, they were back within five or six. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to listen to the game. And then I just basically stood in front of plywood for about 15 minutes just sweating <laughs> so hard, <laughs> um, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, this team's got got hard at least." You know that was good. Um, yeah. I mean Pitt also just looked like, I mean, they didn't like they, they hit good. they missed like nine free good. throws or something. Like it was, yeah, a lot of chicken sandwiches.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I hate that I didn't fire up the app on Monday. I completely forgot. <laughs> um, what I somebody put something out there. And it was just like, I'm over it. You know, we deserve better after all this time. And, and like, I get the frustration, you know, they're talking about 30 years of basically in up basketball and I was like, yes, I get it. And I hate it. I hate what I'm about to say more than anything. I hate the wait till next year. Right. But what I told, what I responded was what I responded with was the sunk cost fallacy, right? It's, just because all you know the 30 years prior to now has been shit, you know that's not on Keats. you got to give him time to you know figure this out because I think he is figuring it out. I think he's learning and when this team plays well, it's really you know you can see the the signs there. but you know why I say wait till next year is look at, at looking at what you're losing. When you lose Markel, C.J. Bryce, Dane Dixon, and Pat Andre, you're gaining Josh Hall, who's a five-star small forward, Cam Hayes, four-star point guard, Shaq Moore, point guard, Nick Farrar, power forward, and then Ebenezer Duwana, three-star center, Thomas Allen, the four-star shooting guard, who's the Nebraska transfer that everybody seems to forget about sitting on the bench, and then C. the four-star point guard, who's sitting out now. So you're picking up instant depth. you got seven guys there that are going to be able to play next year. And sure, you're losing Markel and CJ and your seniors, but you really haven't maxed out with them. And if Devin Daniels – what I think is the most important part of what Keats has to do is not lose anybody in the offseason. We've had years of attrition, so somebody is likely going to leave just based on the numbers – but if he keeps Funderburk and Daniels and then adds these other pieces and you know Jericho Helms and um, you know Braxton, I just don't, I don't see those guys going anywhere. But if he's able to keep them and add these seven pieces, this team should be a lot better, have a lot more depth, should have a lot more flexibility in what Keats wants to do. Now your point guard position is going to be up in there. It's going to be you know Braxton probably rotating with Devin Daniels and. You know, mix in Cam Hayes and I don't know what Sebron's point guard, um, you know, skills are, but you're going to have a point guard by rotation. That's that's my biggest concern. But for the most part, you're adding a bunch of basketball players. Like these guys are good basketball players, and that should be instant depth. That should change what we're seeing now. That's my thoughts. Yeah,
0: I think the hope is that you don't have to bank on these guys, but. You know, if everyone's healthy and stays, it just gives you so much more to play with, right? Like, I mean, if you got Manny yeah. and DJ and one of them gets in foul trouble, then you've got Ebenezer there to, to put in the game. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to see, like, what Sebron does if he really is, like, this pass-first kind of player but can still be a little bit explosive. But more than anything, I think, you know, you're just going to probably see a better defensive team. I think you're going to have a lot of length and... Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be hard to replace Markel. He's the most frustrating, but it's because he's so good that he's frustrating when you're not getting Markel Markel. Um, I don't know. I mean, I it looks like a better, it looks like a, a good squad from the depth perspective. I still think like you're in the middle of the ACC. It's, I don't think any of these guys as freshmen are going to elevate oh, yeah. the team per se, but I just wonder if, you know, Allen, Braxton, you know, Helms, like you, you could have some really good shooters, especially if Allen is actually, a, you know, legit, right? I mean, Andre was supposed to be yeah. a special three-point shooter and he's only about 34% this year. Um, right. I don't know. I'm excited just, but you know, guys, we can still get, we can still get to the tournament. Let's not, uh, let's not lose hope yet.
1: Yeah, I I just think collectively, even though you're losing Markel and Bryce, collectively you're picking up a lot more uh, basketball ability. You know, Markel is uh, by a long shot, you know, long stretch, he's the most frustrating player because, like you said, you know how good he can be if he's engaged. Like, he is one of the best players in the league, in the country, if he's fully engaged. Even with his funky looking jump shot these days, he gets the nobody can stay in front of him. He can get to the basket. He can finish with his left. He can finish with his right. He just he does things that a lot of guys can't do. But he just doesn't do it consistently. He's just and that's why it's so frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to write off this year. Like we told somebody last week, don't give up on this basketball team. There's still a chance, and you know. But I just wanted to like put that in perspective. Like I don't think this team has it, but I think you I think Keats has got this thing moving where he wants to go now. I think he's kind of learned that. And you know, he's also got the he's he's the 2021 kid, right? The trick triquavion smith. Like he's a guard, he's a scorer, he's shooting up the rankings. I mean, he's been committed to state for a while now. So Keats has figured out he's got to get guys that can play and he's got to get guys that can fit his system from the high school level. And then he's got to keep this team together. I think that's that's his responsibility in the yeah, offseason. I, w-
0: I, I guess I would be surprised if anyone – there's no need for anyone to leave, I guess. Right? Like, Devin Daniels, I don't think, wants to transfer yeah. here again, right? And risk to sit. I don't know if he'd have to risk sitting out again. Um, Jericho –
1: or Braxton or yeah. DJ. I mean, they're and all, they all, and they all get
0: tons of minutes too. So, and they fit the system. Yeah. It's not like a yurt seven, I guess, um, type situation where you think, okay, there's maybe a, a guy that's part of his, you know, his crew that thinks he can get something better. I mean, what, what what's even happened to yurt seven? he
1: he's been killing it from what I've recall seeing. Um, but yeah, there's no reason, and that's why like I wanted to clarify that too. We put I put that out there. Like, I don't expect anybody to transfer. There's no signs that anybody's unhappy. But it's just one of those things that happens, right? You don't see it coming. And for whatever reason, there's some kind of attrition. Keats has got to hold his team together. I think that's super important for the coming year. Um, he just
0: needs to get Markel in the next two games to stop shooting three pointers. Um Markel, I can't believe Markel's numbers this year. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just terrible. Um, yeah, he's at twenty six percent right now for threes, and he's shot the most on the team. Of course, he's shot um, one hundred and fifty three, which is fifty no thirty more than Braxton Beverly, and he's only made forty. <laughs> Braxton's bus wow. and made more. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, it's
1: yeah. There's something. There's something. It's, there's a def, definite disconnect from end of year last year, Markel, and what we've had this. You know year. what we're
0: gonna miss too from him? I His rebounds. He's really good at getting rebounds. I don't know. Just
1: our guards rebound well. CJ Bryce is our leading rebounder. Yeah, I think he is actually. He's tied right now with DJ. And, yeah, I wonder if it's something to do with uh, with the system or did, well, the defensive roles. I'm not sure. I thought that was interesting, too. I think somebody pointed that out during the last game. Um, D. Sanford asks, what are your expectations for the ACC tournament? You were just looking up the brackets. What are your expectations May- for the ACC um, tournament?
0: Um, well, you know, Georgia Tech is not going to be uh, in it this year. Um." I, I guess I'll know like once the brackets are actually fully set, what my expectations are, but uh, state will have a perfect opportunity to win the first game, probably playing Boston college as it says right now, or if things get switched between them and Clemson, um, you could see them playing uh, Miami and, but that could also change too. If I think there's actually still a path for UNC to get out of the opening day. Um, so we know of course that will happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like we're probably either going to be setting up against Florida state or Louisville. Um, I'd rather take Louisville personally. I'd like another shot with them. I think we match up better with them. Uh, certainly than FSU. I don't want any part of that team right now. So I don't know. I mean, just as far as NC State's concerned, you've got to win this next game first, which is against Wake Forest, and then you've got to take care of business because I think the committee unfairly is going to be looking for reasons to exclude State, and the only way uh, you do that is just don't give them a reason. So, you know, if they they win one of the matchups against Louisville or FSU, then I think they're locked in at that point, but You know, I think everything that they've needed from a bubble perspective has gone wrong the last few days as well. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I hadn't been following the bubble talk, but I've just just seen enough people mention that everybody we need to win.
0: (laughs) I mean, from a blind resume, like if you look at that sheet that uh, Jiglia put together that I mean, if you cover the names, there's no reason you would select any of these teams really. Ahead, ahead of state. Yeah, state's Q one, Q two record is just better than almost all of them. Um, and I just think it's really ticky tack to be like, oh, well, the Q three losses. Like, who cares? The whole point of the NCAA tournament is to have a chance to keep advancing, and it's the teams that win the Q one, Q twos that I think have a better argument for doing so. And. I mean, don't get me started about the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is going to like flame out like crazy in the tournament. So, I wonder did anybody last year
1: apply the Q1, Q2 theory post tournament and see how they did? Like, how does it correlate to the records? Somebody had to have done
0: that. I'm sure some salty ass NC State fan would have done it. I know you guys were right. We're up in those Google docs.
1: (laughs) Um, You mentioned Georgia Tech. And so Georgia Tech, if everybody wasn't paying attention, self-imposed infractions or self-imposed penalties that is going to keep them out of the postseason, which essentially means they're not playing in the ACC tournament, which – to me is a brilliant move because you're not making the NCAA tournament. It's so like, oh, we'll sit out the AC tournament. We'll, you know, we'll take this postseason ban. I thought, I mean, if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Right. Just sit out the AC tournament. Nobody gives a crap.
0: I I mean, I can't believe that that was like the satisfying conclusion there for the NCAA. Right. So weird. I mean, I would take yeah, that so right weird. now if it meant like nothing would happen, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: My um, hash asks, "What will it take to make the NCAA tournament? Beat Wake, win one in the ACC tournament, and I think you're guaranteed. I think if you beat Wake and you lose one in the ACC tournament, then you're probably sweating.
0: Yeah, I would say you are. You should be safe if you beat one in the ACC tournament, as long as none of the um, auto bid teams, like from those smaller." conferences right as long as there's no upset there with like the like with a legitimate good team like you know as long as like a houston or someone that i guess doesn't like flame out um i don't know it's i guess i just say that i was saying this earlier this week on the boards like there's no point in sweating the bubble right now um you'll figure out if it means something on you know friday or saturday of tournament week um, I know no one wants to hear that right, right. now And some people enjoy it and that's fine if you enjoy Kind of getting into it but people are like Oh what should we do or how you know who are we rooting for And I'm like it doesn't matter <laughs> Like yeah I mean state could just rip off like three wins In the tournament and then who cares Right and then you were sitting here stressing Out for a week over teams That you like don't care about who cares about Rhode Island Cincinnati You know like don't But anyways that's it. I, I can't tell People not to be fans so it's just my approach for right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Anything else basketball related? We play wake seven o'clock Friday. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: get ready for yeah. the zone. I'm sure we're gonna see it.
1: <laughs> um, well, one more basketball thing. <clears throat> I got a comment from Ed from LA. Send me a message. Will asked you a great question. If state goes to NCAA's, what will make you happy for the 2020s? Excuse me, twenty twenty season. Here's my answer: State wins in first round, loses to a high seed, close in second round. That would be something to build on. Yeah, I mean, and then he said losing in the NIT at home to Santa Clara or Saint Mary's would be. <laughs> I knew that <laughs> Ed that couldn't procura. leave
0: it on a good note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh-
1: <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was uh, that was about where I would expect him. Mean, I think that's a fair expectation for this team i mean they could beat anybody but they can lose did, to anybody at any time you know, this who did he lose to
0: i guess that first year was it like providence or somebody it was some team that was just like oh we're like we're hard and and nc state soft and i remember yeah. that was the most infuriating thing to me ever because i was just like fuck you um it's weird to get me that riled up like by a random team um I think it was Providence yeah I think it was you know I hate I hate the Big East and uh, Kevin Keats here I'm just going back in time let's see here oh, this thing doesn't contain all the data all right this no one cares about this <laughs> yeah what no one cares what got Will
1: <laughs> riled up three years ago we get him riled up this year uh all right. So on to football. Better I think it was Seton Hall. Better bigger better things.
0: <laughs> oh Seton God, Hall, there of you course. go. All right, sorry. Yeah. Bigger, better things. Let's talk about a, a great sport, football.
1: Yeah. this is where a football school and a football podcast. Um, <laughs> spring practice started. There's been a lot of um videos and hype videos and Penn State transfer. Um, uh, you know. To the question is, are you currently more optimistic about next season? More or less optimistic about next season?
0: Um, what do you think? It's so dumb because there's like really no evidence other than these videos. I just feel like we're in good hands right now. Um, I, I, I feel good. I just want to see what the spring game looks like. I want to see what the quarterback play looks like. Um, it seems like, I don't know, Tim Beck just seems – engaged, I guess. And that's not to say that does, wasn't it just, uh, I don't know. They're sitting there practicing, you know, punch out drills on quarterbacks, making runs. So that's probably a good thing. Um,
1: yeah. Just putting the notes here, spring game, since uh, you oh, yeah, texted me yeah. previously that they are actually um, at least in theory, hyping up the spring game, right? They have plans for to make it an, an event like we've talked about. So somebody out there is listening. Thank you. Um, you know, they need to start pushing it probably now and just make it a thing, you know, that everybody knows about. You can't not know about it. Uh, I think that's good that they're they're doing that. Um, you know, as far as, I, you know, I'm going to say I'm more optimistic because just because it's a completely new coaching staff I think you'll see new things right I don't, I'm not I don't think we're gonna see the same old NC state that we've seen for the last six seven years uh, not, not saying we're gonna be you know blow everybody out of the water but at least you're gonna see new schemes you're gonna see new coaching styles and a lot of the past frustrations in theory should not be there right so that makes yeah, me more optimistic.
0: I- I, we probably, I think we talked about it last week, but I was happy to see that Tim Beck basically acknowledging he is using his system and his terminology, and yeah. you know it's yeah. just. So, I think it's so. That's why I want to see the spring game because I kind of just want to see how far did they progress, learning new terminology. You know, I mean, according to Tim Beck, it's you know a lot of player, a lot of the same plays in across the league, but. It's all about how you call it and what the little intricacies are. So, you know, I I, I think I've got more faith in the defense right now. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, I this is dumb, but I just want to see if like Josh Harris like gets in shape. That's going to be like an indicator for me because, you know, if you're going to have all your studs on defense and everyone's, you know, people are in shape, people are healthy. It's at least a better recipe for us than last year.
1: I really like what the potential you have at the linebacker position. If you have Peyton Wilson and Vi Jones and then any of the, mix in any of the other two uh, or the other four in those two spots, I, I really think you have a much upgraded position there. I think that really is going to have an Charlie impact. Charlie Wild said defense. an interesting
0: thing about Vi Jones. He basically said like he is the equivalent of the defensive ends that they had um, at Virginia Tech yeah. so that's exciting to hear yeah
1: yeah I think he's legit uh, Mahesh asks thoughts about the Tim Vec video I actually did some homework and I pulled the audio from that video so I'll play it now and we can listen to it it's not got the same impact since it's they're not a, coming to Mass ahead. <laughs> yeah good
0: anyway, snack let's have a good day we gotta think, during chaos, we gotta think.
1: Front, elbows in front, protect the ball, rhythm three. Good, good. I'm going dynamo left and you like it. I want you to throw it without moving your feet. Just get it out, now. Yeah, I love that. Right. You afraid to come to my side. They're afraid to come to my side. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, there's not much there, but what it tells me is that like the more you put these pieces together, like the more intensity Mm -hmm. you kind of see from him. And like you said, he's right in there mixing it up with very hands-on with the quarterbacks. And I, I think that's good. That's, that's a good thing. Uh, so I, I liked it, man. I, th- I think there is a lot of stuff to look forward to, and I think that's why I am probably a little bit more optimistic. I think we've had uh, guys in position who haven't been in position before.
0: I think it's also good that they're um, I think that's, uh, they're controlling the narrative. Um, there is, you know, not much access for the media. Um, it seems like all of the insider sites have basically said, "Take a grain of salt if you hear anything." Um, you know, so. Yeah, that part's been crazy.
1: There hasn't been really any reports come out. It's been a week now, and you really haven't heard anything. And I think that's – I'm guessing that's intentional, but it's different, right? Usually you start getting, oh, so-and-so, and here's the 2D that we you know, expect and these sorts of things. But there really hasn't been anything that hasn't come out that hasn't been from
0: the official football
1: account's social media. I'm just waiting for the
0: scrimmage stats to come out like Tom O'Brien used to do. All right. Oh my gosh. I remember there were times he would release those. I was like, Oh my God, we're going to be the next Alabama. And then, you know, we got our team. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Long way to go.
1: Keep everybody healthy. Uh, But I really like what they're. What, I like the what they're putting out. This, the content they're putting out's been really good. The videos, you know, the social stuff. I mean, I think it's been real good. So, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. You know, we have got some random questions here. Favorite pro sports team? Like, I don't really have any anymore. I've been so invested in college sports. I grew up a Yankees fan. I don't really watch baseball that much anymore. I kind of grew up a Bears fan cause I jumped on the bandwagon in 85 In eighty five, and, but I don't really pull for them. I'd rather pull for the chargers and Phillip rivers or you know, even the Panthers with all you Panther. Wait, has has Phillip landed running.
0: anywhere yet? Oh, so, okay. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I grew up, I grew up a Braves fan and, uh, you know, we were a Redskins household until the Panthers showed up. Um, so I guess I would say Braves and Panthers, but yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I've really lost touch with uh, professional sports Um, aside from the, the daily fantasy sports aspect of it. Um, You know, so I'm probably more into play, like into the individual players, I think now than I am into the teams, but yeah. um, You know, I always liked the Seahawks for some reason. I just always been the color scheme. Um, Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. Basketball, I've just never had a team. I mean, after the Hornets disbanded and left, I I, I refused to be a Bobcat Bobcat fan. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was a Pistons fan growing up. I don't know why. That's no particular reason.
0: I was a Bulls fan growing up, but probably because they. Yeah, I I just I don't pay
1: that much to the NBA. It's just as you get older, you just you have so many other things yeah. vying for your time. Like, I'm fully invested in state sports. That's about all I got. Um, and then, like you said, I think fantasy has been great for the NFL and what, you know, it's the what it's exposed them to. But at the same time, like you said, I'm more invested in the players and that I really don't really care too much about the teams. I think that's probably a very universal, um, Feeling, I think you're either like hardcore team player or you're a fantasy guy, and you just don't care. You just want all of them. All you know, it's guys interesting because
0: well. it at least gives you, you know, if you're like a Panthers fan, then you're really looking forward to just one game, right? But when you're following all the different players and you know rooting for specific things, I don't know. To me, it was I, I had the most fun this last year actually watching the NFL because I was just kind of constantly jumping back and forth, um, you know. It's not because of my homes. I always really like the Chiefs as well. For some reason, I used to always play as them in, um, on my SNES and uh, in Madden. I don't know why. And uh, I became really obsessed with them. So I'm, I'm going to say Chiefs right now. I'm just going to ride it. And I'll be, I'll be called a bandwagon fan, and that's fine. <laughs> Something I wanted to
1: mention, too, uh, unrelated, but... I saw it come across Twitter the other day. Um, State has an esports team, and I was I was surprised about it. So I started messaging with um, uh, Camden from the technician. He covers it that State had just beaten Carolina in some Overwatch match, and so he sent me some info. And I'm going to start like relaying it as I can because I think it's interesting. I didn't know we had a team, but. Uh, he said, Overwatch, I know they've been ranked as high as eight last semester. I've been talking to Jay Bate, who plays in the team. He seems to be doing the scheduling. Um, they're competing in an online college league every week, and they can work their way through the two regionals and nationals that way. Uh, and then they do. there's League of Legends. Um, they have regionals and nationals. Trying to think if they make nationals, they get flown out to L.A. to compete in the ride games, LOL Arena.
0: Uh, what is Overwatch?
1: <laughs> they're competing for scholarships. <laughs> what is over- Overwatch? I've never <laughs> actually Overwatch? seen uh,
0: any gameplay.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, Overwatch is so fun. We played it for—I used to play it for quite a while until Apex Legends came out. But it's a okay six-on-six game. I'm guessing it's just, a shooter, or um, yeah, it's a, it's a okay. yeah shooter game. Um, I'm trying to think of how to explain it. There's Typically, it's like one team is defending one so side and you're trying is to... Is it a little it. bit like
0: Counter-Strike then, or oh, it looks a little different? Not really. It's
1: more... I want to say more cartoony. That's probably a bad way to describe it. Um, but it's like... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. It was chaos watching it when when my buddy said, Hey, we should try this game. It's coming out. And he sent me a video. I was like, dude, that looks like madness.
0: Can you like but see through walls lot of, or something? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's different guys
1: that have different abilities. It's more like it's like comic book type heroes, but they're not. I got you. Real comic book heroes, if that makes sense. Um, it's it's a super fun game, um, and it's they've been it's been out for a while now. They they're on doing seasons and whatnot, but I'm gonna start getting more of the esports information. I think it's interesting, and I want to give those guys some exposure. Um. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. I forgot uh, yeah. about it. So uh, just
0: wondering. watching that video is giving me anxiety. Um, yeah, it's mad. you can't watch the video and like understand what's going on until you
1: play it. And you're like, okay, this is not as gracious as it looks. Yeah, that's how I felt. Oh, my gosh. Um, Quentin asks, what's uh, y'all's favorite fish? Saltwater and freshwater, one for each. This is an easy one for me. Freshwater, <clears throat> oh, largemouth bass, okay. baby. I was gonna no, say, is this catching or eating catching them? Okay. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't specify. Um, I love catching. I love. Now, bass are, did you say? Are you There's large mouth or small? In though? my opinion,
0: mm, the easier. Large the mouth. Oh, I, I love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I,
1: my pond out behind my house is still, and I just sitting sit here thinking about throwing a topwater out there and just watching the bass just destroy it. Oh, it's nothing better, man. It's awesome. Um, Saltwater, probably tuna. I, I mean, eating wise, I think it's yeah. uh, it's fantastic. We went deep sea fishing one time and <clears throat> caught some bluefin. And this bluefin hit the line so hard it like twisted the rod and it bent oh, the rod God. holder. <laughs> and that rod holder is like four inch steel, man. And we were reeling it in. It took like an hour to reel him in. And as he gets close to the boat, he's doing a little death spiral, right? And they swim around in circles. And there's five or six others with him just doing the same thing, like following him him up. I was like, oh, my God. And it was 200-pound bluefin tuna. We get back to the dock, and the captain comes out and just starts cutting it up. And he's like, here. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? He's like, eat it. (laughs) And it was so good. I was... It was like I had this tuna loin fresh out of the ocean that's at least I don't know, I'm thinking like three feet long. And we were just you could just pull it off like butter and eat it, man. It was so good. So I'm gonna go with tuna and okay, those bass. are good choices.
0: Um Man, freshwater. Uh my favorite fish to catch freshwater is Northern Pike. We used to go up to Canada every summer. Um I think yeah, yeah. We used to go up really? to northern Ontario um and fish there for a week. And so we were my my dad was focused on walleyes. He really likes catching walleye, and walleye is really good to eat. But to me, the northern pike is the best. It's it's an aggressive predator fish. Um they're fun to kind of stalk after and um I've always wanted to catch one on the fly and I never got an opportunity, but um let's see, salt water. I, I don't know, are we gonna count um Striped bass as saltwater, um, because I love it.
1: <laughs> somebody actually mentioned that, yeah. Somebody yeah, responded when, so to them and said
0: that. My, the only reason I say that is uh, because the, when they run up the James here, um, it's so exciting to catch them, yeah. Um, I don't know, we, we went deep sea for them, or not even deep sea, really, but we went on to the Chesapeake Bay and we were just hauling them in, and it wasn't even like fishing, it was just like you were just reeling, which just wasn't as fun to me, um. Uh, let me think if there's yeah. any other saltwater fish that I really have enjoyed. Those are the part that's the part of the most recent, so I'm gonna go with that. Um, eating wise, yeah, you're right. I mean, I about largemouth bass, just thinking about it. So every summer we do this guy's weekend, and this last year we went to this private ranch in, um, in outside of Dallas, and they have a pond there, and it's fully stocked with largemouth bass and tilapia. I guess the tilapia help control the, uh, the uh, grime or whatever in the in the pond um but they're basically like virgin largemouth bass, and i mean it was i was i got so tired of catching them like they it was like it really was like shooting fish in a barrel but it is super fun when you get them on some light tackle and uh man they're fun that's all i'm gonna say
1: yeah that's it's about the same out here i go out in my pond and I'm the only one that fishes it, and I got there with some light tackle. And just you just slay the bass, man. It's awesome. I'm pretty sure I, last year I caught the same bass like three or four times because he was huge. And uh, I, it can't be that many big fish in this, yeah, you know, relatively small pond. But he was the size of like my knee down, you know, down to my leg, and I'm you know, 6'1, 6'2. Like, so it was a big no, like, fish. Are you throwing- are you throwing but poppers, it, sure or cotton.
0: you throwing uh You know, what are you, what are you what are you going for? Yeah, I, I like the popper. Uh,
1: I throw a mm-hmm. lot of Zara Spooks. Um, Those spooks are like great crawlers across. Uh, I've never been big on oh, buzzbaits; you got to do the chatterbait. It does work.
0: Yeah,
1: I've tried a chatterbait. I don't the, doesn't not too great in this pond. I don't think I need to go out to Harris Lake and um and run it and then uh, i use a lot of uh, yeah. swimmers like jerk baits and things like that um the jerk baits work real well the soft jerks they just they like i don't know how you don't bite them if you're a fish it looks so good coming through the water it's like uh oh, eat me yeah love it uh yeah good question that's an interesting one i, lo- I love fishing I do want to go out. Like one of the things I've always wanted to do is go out to Wyoming or Montana. Oh, you got to do it sit in a stream it's, and go fly oh, fishing.
0: I, I think about it all the time. Um, go out. If you do it, go out there, just get a guide. Um, I, you know, do a, do a stream walk the first time and then do um, a float uh, a day or two later. Um, and really, really see the area. Um, I really recommend it to anybody yeah. big sky montana man we had a great time out there
1: man i'm jealous you've been well that's doing all the things you know, that i wanted to do i am <laughs> you went
0: you went to thailand and i was like screw that i'm going to montana
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we asked for some youtube channel recommendations and finally got some good ones i wanted to point out one that i didn't know i needed but i needed James pointed out, James Carl pointed out it's cars and water for some reason, but this guy takes his ball of nickel, like some metal ball of nickel, and he heats it up and then he puts it on things and just watches how they react. And it's just mesmerizing. I sat there and watched probably 20 minutes of this red ball of nickel melting watermelons and Wait. Nokia cell phones. And <laughs> Wait, what's like, it, what's it awesome.
0: called? It's so cool.
1: It's called Cars and Water. Yeah. And seriously, it's just a red ball of nickel. And that's that's all it is. No talking. The guy just heats up this thing and puts it on stuff. You're like, this is wild. Yeah. Really strange. There's some really (laughs) crazy stuff on YouTube, man.
0: Sorry, I'm just watching like the channel highlights.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. It's crazy. So good. So I appreciate. It. That's why I want to keep asking because there's so many out there that I don't know about. Like I would never, I would never found
0: that. Oh my gosh, that's interesting.
1: Um, I guess there's a couple others. Mahesh, said Doctor Mike, I watched a couple of his videos since he sent. sent I was, that. I thought it was pretty good. W- <laughs> um, pretty straightforward. I was worried at first that that, that was going to be
0: like, um, like a crack science kind of doctor. <laughs> like, and us be like, "Ooh, Mahesh, you're going <laughs> yeah, into medicine? Uh oh."
1: <laughs> let me let me check the other one. Hang on, there was one more. Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, that was the one I wanted to post to. I wanted to point out YouTube has channels. I am old. That was the other comment we got. Yeah. So keep keep them coming. I appreciate them. I'll share the links so everybody has them because uh, I think they're interesting. But.
0: That's all I got. Our shortest podcast ever. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Let's end it now before it goes. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, should I ask Will a political question and let rant. him rant for another 20 I minutes? I would not
0: rant. But if someone needs to be talked off a ledge, I'll would. talk would. you off a ledge. Apparently, I've been having to do that. I was the internet's therapist today. Oh, man. Indeed. Oh, Indeed. It. People are crazy.
1: Yeah. All right, folks, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you some point after the weight game, probably before the ACC tournament. Go Pack. And that's it. Go Pack.